Well, here we go. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? It's uh, 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 Peter Lawrence, Los Angeles, reporting from Los Angeles. Here I am just uh, folding my papers so they don't get stuck together. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Political Views TV podcast, and I pop right up there on the top of the search. Uh, You can uh, uh, listen to me through all sorts of platforms. Sedition. Rearing its ugly head again. That word. Uh, Trump's legal team uh, uh, court losses uh, continue to mount. Uh, He reportedly uh, resorted to calling Pennsylvania GOP House Speaker twice in the past week to pressure the Republican leader to take action to overturn President-elect Joe Biden's victory there, a move observers describe as alarming, uh, despite its uh, virtually non-existent, non-existent chances of success. I've said this before, and, and I, I, I want this to be understood perfectly, that Trump is driving a pot hole riddled road trying to overturn the presidency and this is important to notice that this is a roadmap all you have to do is fill in the potholes and then you have you have no problem next time so it's not i was at first concerned that trump could actually pull this off but now i'm seeing that someone in the future could do it if they know how to do it in advance. They, they could destroy democracy in advance. This is really dangerous. Anyway, news of Trump's uh, conversation with, uh, with Cutler, he's the uh, 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 House Speaker, comes just days after the president called, Georgia, uh, called Georgia's Republican governor, Brian Kemp, demanding that state lawmakers undo Biden's victory, a request that, of course, Brian Kemp reportedly rejected. Uh, This is the governor of of, uh, Georgia. Uh, Pennsylvania Republicans are apparently taking notice of Trump's pressure campaign and uh, attempting to act on it. Last Friday, sedition, (coughs) sedition, (coughs) violation of the Constitution, Last Friday, 60 Republican Pennsylvania lawmakers sent a letter to their state's congressional delegation uh, delegation urging it to object and vote to sustain such objection to the electoral college votes received from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania during the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021, when Congress is set to officially accept uh, Biden's victory. This is quite simply sedition. Lawmakers plotting to overthrow a democratically elected government. I don't understand why they aren't in prison right now, to tell you the truth. Now that I have your attention, though, let's try and fix the world. Uh, More than 1,500 attorneys across the uh, country have signed on to call for um, bar associations to condemn and investigate Trump campaign lawyers. Uh, the letter details their three-prong uh, strategy, the lawyer's three-prong uh, strategy, which is make baseless press statements about fraud, 
replace fraud assertions with speculative claims in court, then return to echoing Trump by making fraud and conspiracy claims to the press. And that's what they've been doing, just to rile their base. They make these claims, they go to court with baseless claims, without uh, uh, any, uh, uh, any proof, uh, and then they say they went to court, the court struck them down, and the court's wrong. And then they go, it's a vicious circle. And it's, it's causing problems with democracy. This is really bad. Uh, anyway, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, the bar associations are going to condemn these, uh, these attorneys. Uh, there was uh, five of them listed in the, in the complaint. I... I one uh, one who was who was fired that woman that was fired that crazy woman that was fired by the Trump administration uh, today, but today this is an important day today. The U.S. will pass a key deadline cementing uh, Biden's victory in the, as the 46th president. Um, December 8th is known as the safe harbor deadline this this year uh, for states to certify their results, compelling Congress to accept those results. Today's deadline further limits what Trump allies in Congress can do in terms of contesting the uh, results. The legislation basically says, and this is a really old legislation. It it came to pass in 1876. Was it Rutherford B. Hayes? I think. Uh, And there was a problem with uh, electors in Congress. Anyway. Uh, The legislation basically says electoral college electors are scheduled to meet in states on the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December to cast their votes. That's coming up on the 14th, as I've mentioned several times. And if a state has finalized its results six days before then, then those results qualify for safe harbor status, meaning that Congress must treat them as conclusive results, even if, for example a state's legislature sends in a competing set of results. So that means today, Joe Biden is officially uh, president-elect, even if uh, electors go against the state. Anyway, uh, Biden has reportedly decided to nominate uh, retired Army General Lloyd Austin. Uh, currently a member of Raytheon's board of directors. I don't like it when he puts board of directors in there. Um, uh, anyway, uh, to serve as Pentagon chief, a move that comes uh, after the initial front, run- front runner, Michelle Flournay, uh, faced uh, mounting opposition from uh, anti-war organizations and activists. Uh, Florida authorities, um, the, moving on, Florida authorities raided the home yesterday of a woman fired earlier this year from her uh, job as COVID-19 data curator. Remember, this is Florida. Uh, Florida, who has had a horrible time with the pandemic because the Republican uh, um, governor there refuses to do anything to protect people. Florida Department of Law Enforcement said that Rebecca Jones, fired for her unauthorized public comments about the data in May, has been under investigation since early November when someone illegally accessed the state's emergency alert alert health system. 
Uh, Jones was fired from her post in May after she raised questions about Florida's COVID-19 data. She was, the, the governor was telling her to say certain things and she was saying, well, that's not what the truth is. Why would I be telling lies to the people of Florida? Anyway, she had been reprimanded several times and was ultimately fired for violating health department policy by making public records, I, I'm sorry, making public remarks about uh, the information when the governor was telling her, no, you can't. Sort of like when the president was telling Fauci he couldn't talk to the press about the truth. Anyway, early in the pandemic, Jones wrote blog posts and reached out to media outlets and researchers sowing doubt about the credibility of the data uh, now, uh, uh, the data to the media outlets and researchers uh, uh, sowing, uh, yeah, sowing doubt about the credibility of the data now that she is no longer in that role. Uh, she said health department managers urged her to manipula- manipulate information to paint a rosier picture and that she pushed back against the governor about that. The office of Governor Ron DeSantis uh, declined uh, comment last night, but the Republican governor has previously said Jones had a pattern of insubordination and should have been fired sooner. Her insubordination is telling the truth, uh, uh, speaking truth to power, is basically what her insubordination was. And she should, once uh, DeSantis, Florida, what is wrong with you? Anyway, once he's out of office, uh, hopefully she'll get uh, rehired or she'll get a better job somewhere else. Anyway, Jones uh, tweeted uh, uh, yesterday, this is what happens to scientists who do their job honestly. And, you know, I agree with her. This is, this is what Republicans do. They argue with scientists because they need to make money. Money is important. Doesn't matter who dies. Doesn't matter that the world is ending. Global warming doesn't exist, remember? Uh, Climate advocates and wildlife defenders celebrated uh, yesterday after the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit uh, rejected the Trump administration's approval of a proposed offshore oil drilling project in the federal Arctic waters that opponents warned would endanger local communities, animals, and the environment. Good for the Ninth Circuit. You know what? How bad this country would be without the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit has made so many important decisions in our history. Uh, the Washington, Port, uh, Washington Post <clears throat> reported Pfizer has told the Trump administration that it might not be able to supply more vaccine shots to America until late June or even July. Uh, the drug maker has reportedly told the U.S. that other countries have already snapped up most of its supply, leaving no more to be sent to the United States. The supply issue could set back the Trump administration admit, uh, ambitions to vaccinate most Americans by late spring or early uh, summer. I mean, we still have the other ones, uh, 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 other than Pfizer, uh, you know, Johnson & Johnson and whoever, you know. Uh, it follows a New York Times report that said Trump administration officials turned down an offer from Pfizer to sell extra doses of the vaccine to the U.S. last summer. By the way, the vaccine was made in February. February. That's when, uh, it, two days after the genome um, was uh, put on the internet, 
drug companies had come up with a vaccine in February, in case you didn't know that. Uh, Anyway, uh, Trump officials denied they uh, ever turned down uh, additional vaccine doses uh, in a call with reporters and said they were absolutely confident the U.S. will have enough vaccines for everyone who wants one by next summer. It might not be Pfizer. Uh, It it may be uh, AstraZeneca. It it could be anybody. Uh, In the U.K., speaking of Pfizer... 90-year-old Maggie Keenan was the first person to get the Pfizer vaccine after it was approved there uh, yesterday. Or today, I guess. Today, because yesterday... Anyway, yesterday. Is it yesterday? Or is it today? Anyway. Uh, She said it was a great gift for her birthday, uh, which is uh, her birthday's next week. Then William Shakespeare got it, too. He was the second person. No... Not the William Shakespeare that was born in 1564. This one was born in 1921. He's a 99-year-old World War II veteran in the uh, UK. Uh, The head of Iran's central bank uh, yesterday accused the U.S. of actively blocking the country from purchasing vaccines through the World Health Organization's COVAX program. Al Jazeera reports that uh, Abdul Nassar Hamadi said it should be recorded in historical memory that crippling U.S.-led sanctions against the Islamic Republic are preventing the country from buying vaccines against the uh, deadly virus through COVAX, the WHO-led global initiative to fast-track development, production, and worldwide distribution of the vaccine. I don't know if that's actually what's happening. I'd like to know, but I'm sure more news will come about this. Uh, Three days ago, I was on a news site and uh, someone was uh, pushing a story that the uh, coronavirus started in Italy. And I was like, what? And I looked at the article and I looked at uh, where it came from. I looked at the source and the news editor. The news editor was a CEO of a Russian company who had no news experience in the back. He he was just a CEO of a, a, a millionaire company. I don't know. Anyway... I knew it was BS, and, and I started posting that, you know, come on, look at the source. You can't believe this stuff. And I knew it was the beginning of a propaganda campaign to mislead the world, which is what China is doing. Uh, and, and that turned out to be true. It was propaganda. Uh, facing global anger over their initial mishandling of the outbreak, Chinese authorities are now trying to rewrite the narrative of the pandemic by pushing theories that the virus originated outside China. In recent days, Chinese officials have said that packaged food from overseas might have initially brought the virus to China. Scientists have released a paper positing that the pandemic could have started in India. India is, is of course, China's main uh, uh, enemy. They, they have border skirmishes all the time. And we've talked about those border skirmishes. Uh, the, uh, the state news media remember, this is the state news media for China, has published false stories misrepresenting foreign experts, including Kakule and officials of the World Health Organization, as having said the coronavirus came from elsewhere. In other words, they're even lying about what officials have said. Uh, The campaign seems to reflect anxiety with the ruling Communist Party about the continuing damage to China's international reputation brought by the pandemic. There you have it. That's it. 
short one today. I think I did it in under 20 minutes. Let me see. Did I? Yes, way under 20 minutes. I'm doing very well. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. It's Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, if you can, please bring someone along with you tomorrow. I'd really appreciate it. And I do appreciate you coming back. Uh, uh, I know you're thanking me for a short one today. <laughs> anyway, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast and I'll show up at the top of the search. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, and I'm reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>